Welcome back to Hair the Werewolf. I'm your host, Chase, and I'm here with my co-host, Lily. And we are a horror podcast where we like to sit around in a public atmosphere, have drinks, and tell horror stories to each other. I can't wait. We got a really good episode for you today. Uh, What are you drinking today, Lily? I'm drinking an Odell's IPA. It's a classic one, I think. We love Odell's here. Yeah, We've said yeah. it in previous episodes. We think it's a great company. I am drinking Carbonated Water Day. No beer for me today. Uh, in our house, we affectionately call it Sparkle Water, which for any of you who <laughs> like The Secret of Nim, it always reminds me of that when they're looking for the sparkly. I always <laughs> say sparkle. Sparkling is too is too long of a word. I had to, I had to reduce it yeah. to what it is. And I just like how we describe a drink as, as like a sparkle, like as like... <laughs> We don't even say water. We say, hey, Ch- hey, Chase, can you get me a sparkle? And then we know exactly all. what they mean. That's all it is. It's a sparkle. <laughs> that sparkle in our eye. Um, so what do you have for us today, Lily? So today I have a story unlike one I've done so far. Perfect. We want some variety. It's a very strange story. It's a very, very weird story that I have for you. In fact, it's one that made me like, look into a lot of different things like I just went on research mode on stuff that well a lot of it was because I didn't understand it like it's not really my world so I had to kind of familiar myself into some of these uh things that I'm about to tell you sure which I think you know plenty of however with me I'm like, uh, it looks like every other thing I've seen. Oh, so you're like stepping into my world a little bit? A little bit. bit. So I had to like really beef up my knowledge because I didn't want you to be like well, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, you better be careful because I'm into a lot of really cool, really well-known things. You so. are. These things are pretty obscure, so and <laughs> and you will know them. So awesome. Yeah. Okay. So everyone, make sure you have your beers because we're gonna get ready to tell some scary stories. Heck yeah! So the story here today is the Polybius arcade game. I know all about it. <laughs> Oh, no. I figured you would, but maybe you don't know everything. The arcade game that doesn't exist, but that does. does exist, huh. if you want to believe it. Yeah. it's This is actually really cool. I'm excited. Okay. I can't wait to hear what you've read about it. Okay, that's true. You're probably going to totally school me and be like, well, there's other information here. But I really tried this time. I mean, I try usually, but no, I'm, I really tried this go time. Go for it. Okay, here we go. So I'm just going to start to say this part, because I'm going to have to give you some, like, prefix like information to really hammer in why this game is so interesting so the arcade game that i'm talking about polybius is a mysterious game that came out in the early 1980s that caused people to lose their minds and even death when they played it some say urban legend like we've talked about and others say a cia (laughs) cover-up experiment thing gone wrong and I guess by the end of the story, you guys are going to have to figure out which one you think it is. Well, the best part already is there's a picture of a Polybius machine, so we can actually put it on our Instagram account. Yes, we so can. There's can there's a few of them, and I will talk about that. Yeah, excellent. So, the name, I'm just going to talk about the name first. It is actually a Greek historian, an important one, from the uh, Megalopolis Arcadia that's just like a region in, in Greece, but well, no, yeah, Arcadia was a was a city. Yeah, but it's like uh, there's still the ruins there, so they mm-hmm. still call it that. But whatever. Um, yeah, it was like a, he was born in 200 BC, 
died in 118 BC, but that's really like a long time, right? What is that? I don't know. Math. That's 82. You When was he born? 200. Yeah, that's 82 years. Yeah. He is known for his analysis and separation of power and government in detail, recording the whole rise of the Roman Republic that mm-hmm. came into power. So that kind of like, what's what's here, you know? Because if it's, if it's associated with the CIA, it just kind of becomes like this whole thing, right? Anyway, the name itself literally means many lives, poly, many, bias, uh, lives. Now, it also, some people have associated with the Polybius Square, which is also used by the Greeks. It's actually just the alphabet in a 5 by 5 table. Mm-hmm. It was used for encryptions and just like telegraphs to just kind of shorthand things. And because I was like, wait, there's 26 letters, but that's just like modern alphabet, I suppose. Yeah, they had less letters. Right. But it, like we still use a Polybius Square, I guess, but like they could just combine the I and the J. So maybe that used to be like one letter. It was mm-hmm. synonymous, but now we've apparently decided to split them. Anyway, that's just one thing. But the point why I say it is that it came up every once in a while, like the Polybius Square. Maybe Polybius is like a secret code for something. So the numbers for Polybius is 35, 34, 31, 54, 12, 24, 45, and 43. You know, at first it sounded like you were giving Sir Mix-a-Lot lyrics for like... (laughs) How hot this chick was, and I was like, "Wow, we're oh, getting to- <laughs> I'm giving her measurements: thirty-one, thirty-four. Hit part one, <laughs> hit part two, hit part three. Oh my god! Actually, that would make her bigger in the in the middle. Because no, wait, thirty-five top, thirty-four mid, and then thirty-one butt. Yeah, <laughs> that just makes her like a V, I guess. That's okay. Baby got back. That's like what how I'm built. So it's too. It's so cute. Um. Anyway, like like I said. If those numbers, if there's someone brilliant out there who, for some reason, those numbers mean something, let a girl know, because I just saw a bunch of numbers, which is, I think, what a lot of people see. So let's get into the CIA. In the 1950s, 1970s, there were several experiments that were led by the CIA to learn alternative forms of mind control. Uh, one project that we know of for sure was called MK Ultra. I think we've a lot of us have heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or it's also called the CIA Mind Control Program. I don't think they really tried hiding it there for that one, but I think that was after they released information. Anyway, these experiments were performed on humans, and unsurprisingly, many of them were illegal. Some of the techniques that they used were to give their subjects psychoactive drugs, like LSD, Mm -hmm. and other types of drugs, electroshock, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, verbal and sexual abuse, and uh, prolonged euphoric experiences mm. that caused almost pain. Uh, but they use the, these, these are just some of many torture techniques that they used. And weren't some of the people able to kill goats with their mind at the end of this? There was a documentary <laughs> with George... No, wait, what's his name? George Clooney. George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. uh, I should good, check it out. That was a pretty fun movie. Yeah, I think yeah. it was on PBS. It was part of Discovery or something. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> National Geographics, no. Um yeah, so the the key focus of this entire like project, I guess, was to weaken the mind of those that they were trying to interrogate and to more easily get confessions out of them. So Sweet. it's just to like basically break a person, I think. Sounds like good healthy fun. It really does. It really does. The project actually finally ended in 1973. Along with most of its evidence, it was completely destroyed. 
Well, well. and I say almost because, as you know, because how else am I going to know any of this? Few documents did survive. Yeah, I mean, you have to destroy it because that's an human rights violation. It was a big to do. That's kind of thing that could tear down a government, but uh, yeah. Back back when we used to like shred and burn things, I guess. They just (laughs) burned it all and they're like, anyway, let's move on. So, but it wasn't until July 2001 that the surviving information of MKUltra would be released. A lot of it redacted, of course. But it wasn't until 2018 that a declassified document revealed a letter from a doctor detailing his work of, on six dogs that could be forced to run, turn, and stop through remote, remote-controlled brain implant. Oh, that's fucked. Oh. I know. Poor dogs in my stories always end up getting like the short end. Man, that's straight up Resident Evil stuff to me. I know those were zombies, <laughs> but the idea evil. of the idea of having like controlled evil dogs coming after you, I guess, is why I, I was mean, thinking like, of all animals to pick. I don't know what I would pick. Maybe dogs. They're more accessible. Well, and they can be pretty angry. I mean, I that's guess, true. I guess you Ooh, should go cats. With a, cats are just bitches. I mean, I guess I go with like a wolf or a bear. Oh. <laughs> Well, there well, are not dep- as many bears. Well, so. but it depends where you're attacking. If it's Russia, use a bear mm. because they're everywhere, and apparently Russians love their bears. Or like huskies. That's true. Huskies yeah. as well. If yeah, I, guess, I, guess, I mean, I'm not gonna send chihuahuas out there or anything. I mean, but what would you use in like Hawaii? Chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't have to put implants in the sharks. They're already trying to kill people. Yeah, it's out like there, oh, so. they're already there. Don't worry. <laughs> they're doing it. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the urban legend. Polybius is an arcade game, like I said, that allegedly existed in the 1980s, specifically 1981, in the suburbs of Portland, Oregon. Kids were obsessed with this game, playing it for many hours in one sitting. They were unable to get away from it. It was slowly becoming more and more popular as weeks passed. But then one day, without warning, after only being out for two months, Every single machine disappeared from all arcades, along with any evidence of its existence. Now, before we get, before the game disappeared, witnesses claimed that every week there would be two men dressed in black suits that would come into the arcade. They never had anything obvious with them, like tools or anything, but they would open the back of the machine and inspect it. They would leave without speaking to anyone or taking anything obvious. So, obviously, it became apparent that these men were not there to repair or to retrieve any money that the game had acquired. Mm. You know what I mean? So, it's like, what are they doing? (laughs) Well, they had to leave money for the guy who ran the arcade because he needed money. Why would he carry the machine if he wasn't getting paid? But all the money? They didn't take anything with them. Yeah, they'd leave. Well, they were were probably getting, I don't know, other information. (laughs) Like what kind, Chase? I don't know. Uh, they had uh, recording devices. They were bugged. Yeah, because I want to hear what 12-year-olds have to say about whatever the heck was popular at the time. You never know. <laughs> uh, so, again, while the machines were still in place, they apparently were able to lure a lot of people to play. So mm-hmm. it was just something about it that really just gravitated people. And when they did and when they played, some kids began exhibiting paranoia, night tremors, absolute obsession of the game or a complete switch of distaste for all video games altogether. And then there were the more severe symptoms that were displayed later like amnesia, insomnia, seizures, hallucinations, like hearing a woman crying or seeing a figure from the corner of your eyes. And lastly, suicide. 
All right, so there's a lot to talk about here. <laughs> okay. So I can't explain the hallucinations. Sure. Who can? But if we're talking epilepsy and, you know, a lot of the other things, suicide and whatnot, it's super important that we remember this is in the early 80s. Video games are brand new. Video arcades were infamous for having uh, inspiring addictive personalities in kids that you still see today. There's people addicted to video games in Japan. Oh, they, yeah, of course. And they definitely show really weird personality traits when they're addicted, including depression, suicide, weird stuff like mm. that. Um, and they become very isolated, and it just, like, messes with you, right? Yeah, and, and people were obsessed with them, especially the young kids. I remember even when I was a kid... You know, all of us played video games to some extent. Some played it very casual, some played it intense. But then there would be like those some kids who were just like obsessed with it, where they're like, kid, their parents had to hide the console because they were like freaking really? psychos right. and whatnot. And so, but that's just like an addictive behavior. I think would have been already displayed in someone because some people are just like that. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, with the exception of like the hallucinations of voices, which actually sound like schizophrenia and whatnot. <laughs> And those might be isolated instances. They're saying what we might just be witnessing is normal kid reactions that were happening in the arcades anyway. How do we know this I is mean, directly related to this? This is very, some of these are very severe. I don't think, because they're not like the video consoles that you're talking about right now. I mean, mm-hmm. these kids still had to go to school. These kids still had to do all these things. Yeah, but this is what just they did like, after school. You're right. But they had to go to you know, home for dinner and then like stay there for the rest of the night until the next day. So these, for these short times that they were playing the arcade, it doesn't really correlate obsession or all these types of things. Now I'm sure adults could do it because they can do Mm. whatever the hell they want, but these were kids that were being affected. I mean, everyone that was playing it, I guess. But my point is, is that it doesn't really jive the same way you're talking about. Because like, I think if, for example, if we have an Xbox at home or whatever the hell console is now, popular uh yeah you can obsess with it and you can hide it from your parents or you can just play computer games like whatever and they're they're like whatever do whatever you want you're out of my hair you know what i mean so i guess in those circumstances but this was 1980 yeah no i know that but there were still consoles at home people had ataris at home we're not talking about ataris no no i'm not talking about the effects that those cause in fact there are not as many Scary stories that are associated with it. Yeah, I know, but I'm not talking about your average kid who, like, after school just goes to the arcade for, like, an hour, spends whatever quarters he has, hangs out with his friends, gets a Slurpee, and goes home. I'm talking about the kids, because they're just remember, there's a huge variety of people. I'm talking about the kids who, like, all day at school, they're just sitting there, not doing well on the test, just thinking they can't wait to get to the arcade, and they go there, and they stay there yeah, super late, and they have parents who don't give a damn that about That happened them. in the 90s, too, and there is not one game that I recall causing these effects, either. That's all I'm saying. All right, all right. All right, here we go. So going into the whole conspiracy is that the company that developed the game was called Zinnislotion. It's a German name or word, I guess. Uh, This is a name that appeared on the monitor before you insert the coins. So it's kind of like that Mm -hmm. blink whatever screen. Right. Now I googled the translation of Zinnislotion, and the direct translation was deleting the mind. But other people have said that the translation is close to saying, closer to saying sense delete or sensory deprivation. Um, most people would agree that it sounds like the creator of this name or whoever came up with it is not is a non-German speaker, like first language. Okay, so it's not a particularly... Right, because it's not really grammatically correct. So it's not really... Yeah. Yeah, well, let's be <laughs> grammatically correct. Can we go back to... Uh, what we were talking about earlier, Resident Evil, which was a right. game that came here but that that's doesn't what I'm make sense either. So my, I guess my point is, it's like, it's like they were trying to say 
like sensory deprivation, but it just came out weird. Okay. You know. Anyway. So I guess I'm going to go back to where did this come from? Like, what's the history? What's the origin? Like, why? What's going on here? What other evidence do we have of it of its existence? And so people say that they claim to have first heard of the game in 1994 on a computer communication system called Usenet. Usenet is one of the oldest computer network communication systems that was established in the 1980s. And it was like a precursor for... for the message world, boards world wide web right so like yeah. it you know it was like 10 years before i think or something like that i think for for people who it's it's so hard to explain it uh, i grew up when usenet was still viable um it's really hard to explain because nothing really functions that way because the internet functions very differently exactly now. so it's but just they, like one of the first to the best way to talk you, about like, it is imagine if you had reddit in the 80s Reddit works differently, but it, it was a way that people got news feeds, but also were able to have discussions and talk and everything like this. And But it wasn't all stored in one location. It was kind of everywhere. You could have the original version of the dark web right. um, where people could put anything out there and, and, and have a voice and everything. But they died for a good reason. Right. And, and that's exactly where people have said it's been posted before like mm-hmm. they saw an image because when it resurfaced again they're like hey there was a lot of conspiracy I've seen this. Groups. right so anyway maybe maybe this is where it was born maybe this is just where someone felt like they could post something finally <laughs> watch if we could actually find it just some guys like hey man do you guys remember that game called like poly butt or whatever i used to <laughs> i used to get totally wasted at the cade and it was really at fun but I, but i haven't seen it anywhere man like what is it and sometimes <laughs> like i've never heard of it and people are like it totally doesn't exist and they tried to it's like they have a that's how rumors are james <laughs> you know i know but like there's those fake uh video game myths about like a video game code where you could do something like in zelda if you do this blah 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 happens and like a demon will appear Link gets like three times as big and turns pink. It never happened. Like okay, I, I, that would be something I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so that is just speculation because there isn't anything concrete to prove, but that's just what people have said. Anyway, it is actually confirmed physical evidence that it did appear on February 6, 2000 on a website called coinup.org. Mm. Yeah, it's just like a video game da- database. I think yeah. you know about it. Uh, the whole website claims that the copyright release date of Polybius was 1981, but there isn't any record of the copyright. So it's just something, again, speculation, like where did you get this information? We're not really sure. The author of the post, Kurt Kohler, I think is his name, also reached out to GamePro Magazine in 2003, to which they wrote about it in an article. And of course, this made it incredibly popular. Not surprisingly, once this happened, a lot of people came out of the shadows and claimed that they've seen the game themselves mm-hmm. as well, or have some, some story, or said that they knew someone. You know, the crazies come out, like me. And of those people, a guy named Steven Roach, who claimed he was an original programmer for the game, he goes on to say that he remembered working on the cutting edge technology for what he thought was for a regular arcade game. Since he was somewhat close to the project, he learned firsthand that the game was causing strange effects on the kids that were playing on it and that they were going to pull all the cabinets from the arcades. Hmm. There's this documentary called uh, Polybius, the video game that doesn't exist. It's mm-hmm. on YouTube. Written and produced by Stuart Brown. Now, this guy's crazy. 
He's he's really in depth. He actually reminded me a lot of you because there were like he really broke everything down and he really wanted to explain a history of video games as well. So it's not just about it's about Polybius, but it's also about like what video games in the 80s were like. And then he also goes and tries to debunk the whole thing. Go in knowing that he is not believing that Polybius is real is all I'm saying. Okay. So like I said, he does extensive investigation and he actually reaches out to Stephen Roach, the programmer guy I was just talking about. And just to get more information, one for his video, Mm -hmm. his documentary, and just to like get answers, of course, he's kind of investigating, but Roach doesn't answer. So Brown went on on a forum that Roach frequents and... He looked up his IP address, as well as many of the people that were in the chat in which that Roach was having a conversation and trying to, not explain, but talk about how his his experience with the whole situation. Sure. And Brown found out that a lot of the other users that were on the chat are from the same IP address as well. So it's kind of this assumption that maybe Roach is just trying to create a lot of hype or something. Sure. Now... Brown even goes as far to get Roach's general location. And with that information, he went on social media and found out who he really is or who he thinks might be the real person behind Stephen Roach, which is crazy. A little stalkery, but that's okay. Anyway, with... That's investigative reporting. <laughs> that is. That's like, that's a, what is it? A, a PI status here. It's only good a stalker. Stuff, if, it's only a stalker if you're in love with them and you mean them harm. I don't know. <laughs> you never know what's going on behind people's heads. Behind people's heads. Beyond the brain. Behind people's head is where the stalkers <laughs> are. That's where the stalker is. <laughs> They're just watching you. <laughs> Thinking oh about God. making hair dolls or something creepy. Oh my gosh, trying to take your pins. Okay. <laughs> um Okay, so Okay, yeah. After he figured out where he was and, like, thinks that he knows who he is and stuff, he emails... Oh, no, no, no. I think... I can't remember how he reaches him the second time. The first time was email. I don't remember the, sec- the second time. But he tells him, hey, hey, is this your name? I had contacted you before, blah, blah, blah. And then five days later, Roach finally replied. And he kind of... And then Brown goes on and asks some questions you know, one being like, are you this person? Like, is this your real identity? And unfortunately, Roach is very, not very forthcoming. Like, he doesn't really... He's elusive. He's uh, he's eluding the questions. He's not really... He's kind of like dancing around it. He never really confirms or denies his identity. He just kind of... He sounds like a liar. He kind of just repeats saying like, I, you know, whatever he has said before in even other forums. Like, I think uh, what Brown ended up doing is that he goes back to past chats and realize that he's using the exact same kind of statements that he's mm-hmm. used before. So it's like almost copy paste. Yeah. Like he's a robot or just like. The OG copy pasta. Right. <laughs> right. He's just like, I don't want to do this. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's just kind of weird. He doesn't really get anything from it. And he's like, whatever, I'm over it. Anyway, Polybius appeared again on April 2004 on a website called gooddealgames.com, which. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it had an odd-looking icon that was warning people who were wanting to download this game if they even dared to run it. And it would say, the warning sign, Video Game Warning. The Polybius video game has been linked to impaired memory of psychological changes. Gameplay may cause epileptic seizures in susceptible individuals. Do you want to continue? Okay, or cancel? If you click yes... 
The game will disappear and the title of the game, year, company name, and the title, credit zero, at the bottom will appear. Then the logo, Polybius, will start flashing rapidly and strange repeating sound frequencies will start to emanate. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't, I lost my words. <laughs> I was like, anyway, I just went brain dead. I thought you were like listening to something. You did, you did Joey's smell the fart acting <laughs> from Friends. You just like stopped, started looking around, and it took me a second to realize you were trying to think of the word because I thought you were like, what, I what totally did you notice? just <laughs> ended, ex- like I just went somewhere else, I think. Anyway. Um, yes. So he, it just started to, he started, you can hear these sounds. That's what I'm saying. When you touch any key, the game will crash and you're giving another error message, which says, April Fools, send this message to a friend. So it was fake, (laughs) unfortunately. So as people try to investigate more, more and more people are putting these things out there, trying to deter us, trying to make us crazy. I like how you're getting mad, but I'm just like, that's totally what I would do. I know. I'd be like, let's create a <laughs> fake Polybius. Because- Damn it, Chase. <laughs> you're screwing up our investigation. <laughs> it's always been my dream to put out believable fake stuff just to, just to see how people react. I mean, it's horrible when you go on YouTube and, like, people are waiting for, like, a new movie trailer. And then someone posts, like, oh, this trailer just got released. And then when you click on it, he's, like, spliced together, like, ten movies, albeit badly. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, this is totally the new Avengers movie. And it's got, like, it's got, like, cartoon bits in it. And you're just like, oh, my God. It's like him in a garage. And he and has like, so many views. And you're like, I bet he's getting money for this, too. Oh, absolutely. <sighs> well, as long as it gives someone a good laugh. Um... So anyway, like I said, people are putting crazy stuff out there. Sure. Uh, There are other sites that have released their own version of the game. So they're really saying, forthcoming, saying, okay, this is not the original Polybius or anything. But a new one. I made one based on description of people's, uh, of what is the game about and what it looks like. Here we go. So, but of course, because it's a Polybius game, they're going to be very creepy about it. So sometimes if you go online and you try to look up some of these original video games that they've created, uh, expect ominous warning signs, strange sounds embedded while you play, disturbing sounds, pre-recorded voices, subliminal messages, and more flashing ridiculous lights. Like ridiculous when I'm talking about. Like Mm -hmm. honestly, like when I was watching a video, for a second, I forgot I was watching a video game. I was so distracted. I'm like, wait, what are you? What are you even shooting at? I have no idea what's happening. I'm totally imagining it like the original arcade machine. <laughs> these like lights pop down from the top of it. And it was like a rave. Like, do 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 do. I would just start dancing. If the beat is good, that's what I'm gonna do. The game stops. Um, for a Why quarter, I'll dance for whatever. How long? Well, <laughs> I'll just get someone to play it really well so I can keep the song going. Uh, uh, uh. Watch, it was actually supposed to be like a karaoke machine, but they just accidentally put it with the rest <laughs> of the arcades, and that's why like. No. believe this isn't a game it's just like a series of lights <laughs> <laughs> of course the true the true answer well anyway there are also a lot of youtube videos which i feel like if you haven't already created one you will soon that claim Such they have dis- they have discovered the real polybius cabinet and the video is often low quality it's very shaky there's a finger in the way. There's a finger in the way, and you're like... Because you probably recorded it. First of all... <laughs> I probably did. Um, it's like me recording you. So if you want a bad recording to make it seem like Blair Witchy, I'm your girl. Yeah, it's very it's very awful audio because, one, why would it be shaky? The cabinet is not moving. It's not like a UFO. I have no idea. 
all I'm saying is anyone who wants to do research out there, do not be deterred. There's a lot of uh, of I'm, these types of things out there. I'm but totally, maybe you'll get down to it. I'm totally imagining an amazing movie script where like some people find it in an old <laughs> warehouse. Oh, there's already a video of that like that. They plug it in, but like this one I'm I'm imagining it stars like one of the people from like Stranger Things and but like Tom Hanks works for the government <laughs> and yeah, all this crazy stuff's happening. I already got it. I, boom, it's gold. I'm really curious how you're going to get Tom Hanks into this video, but I'm I'll be there too. Okay, so so there is a black and white image online that a lot of people really like holding on to. Mhm. Because it does have a lot of interesting details about it that is kind of like a Frankenstein monster compilation of a lot of different parts of other video games that are even from different companies. So they can identify sections like, you know, arcade game enthusiasts have already done this and say, well, this coin slot thing is from this company and it was used often. And then this like bottom curve thing is from the... So like it really... Whoever may or may not have made it up is pretty, at least, well-versed and sure. was, you know, good enough to, like, assume these different parts from different ones. So it wasn't just, like, a, a carbon copy of one game or one cabinet. Do you know what I mean? But I guess, like, I maybe why they hold on to it, too, is that it kind of makes sense. Like, if it was the CIA, maybe they were trying to be undescript, like, not saying, hey, maybe another company might accidentally want to fix maybe all their machines in the arcade Mm -hmm. and when they look at it they're like oh that's not one of ours it doesn't look it doesn't have this or that or it must be some other company sure so i don't know it's just kind of like this whole concept of like still trying to blend in by being everything Mm -hmm. now there's this other uh video i saw online and it's just like a really short one it was like eight minutes or something like that it's called polybius behind the urban legend but they did interview a guy named brian dunning who is a host for his own podcast called Skeptoid. And I'm assuming it's all about him trying to debunk things because one of the things that he likes doing is researching a lot of things like urban legends and whatnot and just trying to figure out the truth or where it came from, more source In, in all manner of exactly. genres, right? Yeah. I'm not sure. Like, I didn't really look into the podcast myself, but... Um, it's not it just, specifically video game urban legends. Oh, no, 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 it's, no, no. Like, oh, it's like everything. It's broad. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, if that's what you meant. Yeah, 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 exactly. So... Anyway, one of the most fascinating things that he found was that everything that leads to evidence towards the existence of Polybius are actually true. So a lot of these arguments that people have used really did happen. Mm-hmm. For example, in the 1980s, there were people actually collapsing and feeling very sick while playing video games like Tempest and Asteroids. Yeah, Tempest represent. <laughs> I know you're a fan. Of all time. But that was quickly debunked. Well, not debunked. It was later established that the reason was because these people were playing it for 28 hours straight. That's what I was telling you earlier. In an attempt to break a world record. Okay, well, I didn't say they were... I just thought they were insane, but... Right, right. This is still insanity. I'm sure there's some people out there. But, like, 28 hours straight, the place does have to shut down. Trying to argue against me. keep going. The other one is the government conspiracy theory. So, there was... Actually, like, I think 10 days after someone was playing Asteroids for, like, a world record or whatever had collapsed, 10 days after that, the FBI agents actually did raid multiple arcade 
establishments because they were illegally gambling. Oh, absolutely. So that I you, mean, you gotta, we knew that was happening, but like it's just kind of this whole. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just all accumulating here. Well, and there's got to be a lot of illegal activity that's happening in a lot of these arcades, like. Um, you know, you have a bunch of teenagers and kids, obviously, but you have a bunch of teenagers in there. It's a great front for people who run the arcade to also sell drugs or other legal right. things. And also some arcades, depending on how it was, they leased machines. And the idea was that they split the earnings of the machines mm-hmm. and maybe that they were opening up the machines when they weren't supposed to and siphoning off quarters. And that's a laundering. Like, yeah. Or, 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 or that's not laundering. It's like lying. It's embezzlement, things like that. Yeah. Um, so... Totally makes sense that they were going to raid arcades. But it only fuels this whole, like, conspiracy theory. Because they were there. Also, it doesn't help that the government did use video games for their training exercises, like Battlezone, which I guess was for Atari. Oh, well, it was also in the arcade. Battlezone is awesome. And Doom. (laughs) Well, but that wasn't until the 90s. Still, though, but I'm just saying, like, well, in the 90s is when you really started hearing about Polybius. So it just kind Mm -hmm. of, like, this, if it was a conspiracy theory, this just almost fueled it or rather gave ideas yeah no but there's a long history that even uh in the early 2000s the uh u.s army actually contracted a company to make a game called Mm -hmm. america's army uh which was supposed to be like an online game that was supposed to be very realistic and kind of teach you a lot about how the military or the army really works and the thing is it was actually a really good game (laughs) <laughs> and they distributed it for okay. free. It was like the most expensive recruiting method we had to, at that point. And it was really good. Everyone I knew, including me, we had the game. We played it online. We did all that. Was, was it great. really fun? It was like, really cool. Yeah, it was kind of like a pre-Call of Duty modern warfare before that happened. Oh, it, was, it was really good. All right. Well, there you go. So another thing. There is a video game called Polyplay. It was created in East Germany in 1985. It was a cabinet that held actually multiple games, but it had faulty hardware. The coin slot design malfunctioned too many times, but the arcades kept the system because it wasn't from a large corporation and it was just like state owned, I guess. Sure. Just made it easy to just keep or whatever. At some point, many places actually deactivated the coin slot because it was just too much trouble and just made it free. So people actually went there and played and and had a good time with it, which actually did end up drawing good, big, giant crowds. So maybe more business, who knows? But the whole idea of being obsessed with something kind of fueled that as well. Anyway, eventually, and this is really strange to me, but in 1989, just after the Berlin Wall fell, polyplay cabinets were removed immediately and destroyed. I don't know what that was about. But there are still some standing, and they are displayed in a museum in Germany. So, But the polyplays were in Germany, right? They were in Germany, yeah. So what you're telling me is this is some... KGB secret <laughs> conspiracy where they were like... And they try to pin it on the CIA, maybe but it's was, really maybe, the KGB. Maybe the coin door mechanism was this complicated computer that was like scanning people's fingers, but it was designed by the Soviets, so it didn't work very well. And, <laughs> and that's why it kept malfunctioning. <laughs> They're like, damn it, Bob, why didn't you... <laughs> why didn't you fix the coin slot? Uh, anyway. Holly play, huh? That's... Yeah. I gotta look that up. Yeah, so Polyplay, play, like I said, it had like a lot of imitation games so it had a almost very similar pac-man game things like that it had like a hunting game i didn't really look into him extensively but it looked like it had a lot of cool stuff i don't know i thought you were gonna tell me what it like hidden in one of the games was polybius and i was just like what? oh my god that would have been awesome maybe that's where i thought you were going and you're like the coin door that it turned out to be a polybius machine that's been repurposed <laughs> but all those things are malfunctioning because of all like the crazy because government polybius. stuff yeah <laughs> no i guess what i meant to say is like these inspirations like why this entire polybius gotcha. 
All things leading around to it. Right. And like how it came about. And plus, this is, in my opinion, a little suspicious. But they also said, well, they had to destroy him, but they actually use many of the parts because they're trying to salvage things. But maybe that's true. Maybe not. But why this why this game only? I don't know. It's also important to note that there were quite a few uh, 80 games that were long forgotten in the 80s. Absolutely. So, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, there was just so many arcades at the time, and mm-hmm. people don't... It never went anywhere, so it died with the arcades. Well, and there were a lot of companies that, you know, may have been fly-by-night that were trying to cash in on the arcades, which was a really lucrative... Right. Um, it was a lucrative field, so, you know, you were going to have companies that just appeared overnight, and they would just make a few a few arcade machines, and everything inside wasn't mass-produced or anything. It was all done by hand on breadboard circuit boards and stuff like this and they would have painted their own arcade cabinets and put them in places and they would have easily been pulled and repurposed and that's also if i'm not mistaken one of the theories it actually is and because and the reason why it's one of the theories is because not just the fact that polybius might have been a fly-by-night like you mentioned but remembering a lot of these games would have been difficult for people. Absolutely. And so a mixture of these games may have actually contributed to what they think is a false memory of Polybius itself. Oh, totally. So that's also just one perspective of that as well. The video game crash of the early 80s helped a lot of these get forgotten and destroyed. Exactly. And and like all disappeared and just all these things. Except Polybius disappeared in 1981, which would have been... Before all that. Right. Now, (laughs) this is just like a random note I had to put in here because I was like, what in the hell there is a game that i learned during my research called uncle Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> sweet uh it's a game it's like an aerial viewpoint where you see this little man figure running through a maze killing creatures and breaking down walls with his poo what <laughs> he literally turns around and flings poo as his attack like he, nice. out of his but <laughs> sorry, I could barely like say that. Everything I'm picturing is probably way more uh, high fidelity than anything in 1981 would have looked like. So don't I don't understand this game. Is all I'm saying. But Sweet. Anyway, there's a video on it on YouTube. You, you guys can go ahead and look it up. This is what I'm gonna do right after we record. <laughs> I need to read. I need to learn about Uncle Pooh. Oh, uh, jeez. Okay. More influences in the media. Would have been, obviously, like, movies. So, like I said, Tron, and there was another movie called The Last Starfighter. Oh, that movie's incredible. Okay, because I'm just going to go ahead and give, like, my version of synopsis when I read about it. It is so ridiculous. So, like, it came out in 1984, Mm -hmm. for those who don't know out there. It's about a teenage boy that lives in a trailer park and learns that he didn't get a scholarship to go to college, and so he basically thinks his entire life is shit. But the only thing that he's really, really good at is playing this arcade game called Starfighter. Well, he ends up getting the highest score record, and soon after, he's, like, approached by this, the creator of Starfighter. For whatever reason, this kid gets into this guy's limo, because I, that's, that's normal, and gives off, oh, no, no, and they all, and they drive off. Well, very quickly, the kid realizes the limo is actually a spaceship, the creator guy, which I guess now makes him an alien. So this alien guy. He is an alien. Then re- <laughs> so stupid. Then reveals that uh, to the kid that his planet needs help. And it turns out that the game Starfighter was just a test to find people that had, quote unquote, the gift. 
to help fight in this intergalactic space war. Oh, and if you're not, and if you're thinking, well, what about his parents? Like, they're going to be really worried. Well, don't worry. Alien dude has it covered because they have, like, an android replica of this kid in his place. And it's a very creepy replica. It is him, <laughs> but there's moments. No, the, the reason it makes sense is the, the people who are fighting in this uh, space war, they fight with these really impressive jets. And so they made a video game that's just like flying those jets. And they needed to find out who could, who beat, they were trying to find people who could oh, right. fly them really no, I, well. No, I understand. It just like kind of reminded me of Star Wars with like so, the so force or something. But. For anyone out there who's like, I mean, everyone out there who thinks that's the dumbest thing in the world, just keep thinking that's fine. It's cool. It, it's not that great. But I really <laughs> liked it because I grew up with it. And it had like some of the first computer animation and whatnot. It's, it's a kid's movie. So you have to remind yourself it's a kid's movie. And it's a perfectly good kid's movie. Um, I just think like whoever like when whoever wrote the Wikipedia synopsis for it was just it gave me a wild ride. I'm like, I'm sorry. He just flew in a spaceship from a limo and then like his mom has to deal with an android. What if the kid dies? Like the android isn't going to age. Does it self-destruct? Like what's going on here? Anyway, well, I think they were worried about the war more than they were about the kid's parents. That was just that was just to get the kid to be willing but, to disappear for a little while. But this while. kid is willing to disappear is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he's well, like or was he completely kidnapped? What's going on? Uh, now nah, he went willingly. Um, ish. Ish. <laughs> I'm assuming. Uh, but you have to know, and this is important, this is super important, because you brought this up, oh, gosh. and you had never even heard of it, No. I'm making you watch it. Oh, I'm sure. It's going to happen. Well, I'm on beer too, so I'm ready. I'm we ready. might even watch it tonight. Let's do it. Yeah, get you nice and drunk, <laughs> so I can take advantage like- of you by watching a movie you don't want to see. I like that's you. That's you're like I'm gonna get my girl drunk tonight. I'm gonna make her watch some real nerdy shit. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> that's what happens when you're a nerd in your 30s. You're like I like it when my wife gets drunk because we can watch the best crappy movies. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so actual so fact. so is the reason you brought that up because he thinks that people's ideas were derived from this exactly plot. because yeah. it came out. What did I say? Help I think it was 84. It was think, right I before I was born. It, I think you're right. It was 1984. Yeah, okay. me and my brother. I'm trying to look at my notes over here. Back. Me and my brother used to watch that. Like everyone grew up with Star Wars, we did too. But we also loved watching Tron, The Last Starfighter, and Explorers. So all of these, like I said, all these things are just kind of. And I'm not trying to debunk anything, but you can kind of see where this all these ideas came from and the why collective it unconscious all combined and why this it fueled into. it. Because yeah, like all these false memories or like whatever is going on. However, still doesn't explain, like, maybe, like, the physical effects, people's sure. personal stories, people that keep, like, saying and adamant about it, you know, how can you dispute that, I suppose. Well, you, especially in arcades, at the time we were still learning. So, nowadays we know a lot of the things that cause seizures, so most video games avoid them, but video games that can't have warnings now saying this can cause epilepsy. But in 1981, mm-hmm. this, this was still pretty new. We knew what epilepsy was, but we were still kind of understanding what video games could do not just television signals so i absolutely believe people were having seizures and epilepsy but i have a feeling it was because we just knew so little about it it's not a big conspiracy yeah i mean i'm not sure what these things like came from but they also say you know like amnesia without the seizures night terrors you know even suicide that was a really big one but suicide has always been like an issue with younger people as well so associating with the game without direct evidence is very difficult to do yeah but acting strange you know like just things like that 
I think the hallucinations thing was like the one that got me. I'm like, I really don't want to play a game but is that where I start outlier? hearing women crying. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. <laughs> okay, and if that stuff was happening, that's really sketchy and freaks I'm like, me out. I'm out. But how many people were imagining this, or is it just Enough. one story? So the reason why it's so spectacular or almost ridiculous is okay. because it was only out for like two months, and all these all these, all things, these things happened. happened. And that wouldn't have been enough time for it to cause, like, such a hysteria or, gotcha. like, all these kind of, like, physical effects. And that's why it would have been an extreme situation, like, experiments or whatever. Can I pose a small alternate theory real quick? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, if it was such a big deal and so chaotic and so much craziness was happening, why did everyone forget about it? Not necessarily forgot, but just there was nothing else to But you prove. remember things like that. You're right. It's and like the Macarena. Been... The Macarena is totally dead. Okay, that Macarena lasted more than two months. Uh-huh. <laughs> I heard that damn song for like years on the radio. Yeah, at times it feels like it lasts an eternity. Like it, <laughs> it really hasn't left my mind, actually. But I mean, it seems like everyone forgot that. But everyone remembered how terrible E.T. the video game was back in the 80s. And I'm like, all right. People only talked about it after like resurface or something like that like someone started talking about it too so it's just one of those things like i don't know if people didn't talk about it but you have to remember again this was around 1994 i think is when i said usenet when it would have popped where people can actually start communicating it was it was like portland oregon like it was like in the suburbs where it appeared it wasn't in a big city and i guess i guess it would have made sense that back then they didn't have not many people had access to a way to document this and over a decade it's easy and especially if you were a kid you're like did i just fucking like have a stroke this entire time like what just happened yeah that's true i don't know i'm just saying like all these things like if you really put in context what's going on and really delve into like perspective wise it's interesting totally anyway um, oh, speaking of Usenet, that actually came up again in, uh, there was also like in the forums that they had their, uh, puzzle that it was called Publius Enigma. Does that sound familiar to you? No. Okay. It's kind of a big deal, I guess at the time, because it was supposedly connected to Pink Floyd and it was like a hidden meaning in their album called uh, Division Bell. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to alt.music.pinkfloyd, there are a, like a slew of crypt- cryptic clues but not but nothing that really came out of it so Mm. it's really just like people trying to figure out this puzzle or whatever then classic pink floyd during a concert actually displayed in large large lights enigma publius and people went crazy they're like oh my gosh it's true like there's hidden messages and the reason why i only bring this up is Publius is close to Polybius, mm. and they think it's connected. I mean, people have literally probably have like red yarn all over their room trying to connect all these things because it or just... Or done a lot of acid. <laughs> it is Pink Floyd. You're not wrong. <laughs> but I think like, I don't know. It just, it, I had to bring it up because it just kept popping up no, in no, my research. No, no, totally. They're, and so like if anyone wants it, to connect that, This story is a roller coaster of crazy. I don't even know where I am anymore. But yeah, so like... You know, it's just, it's just, it's really in our culture now. There's, there's no getting away from it, people. Uh, there's also actually an episode of The Simpsons where it's an Easter egg. It's like in the opening scene, I think, where Bart is in an arcade in season like 18, episode three, which aired in 2006, where he's approaching an arcade and right next to it is a Polybius machine. That's awesome. It's so cool. I know. I mean, what has Simpsons not done? <laughs> what haven't they done? I don't know. They're pretty, pretty amazing. So, aside from Polybius, there are other urban legends that are associated to video games. So, I think also that is just like, it might be one of many. 
who knows? Although Polybius, I would say, is arguably one of the most interesting because it has such, like, history and, like, connection. Like, whoever created this urban legend really kind of did their research and whoever wanted to fuel it are, like, video game enthusiasts and just truly love the urban legend because they're obsessed with the entire concept. But anyway, another other urban legends that I was going to talk about are, like, this haunted Zelta cartridge that apparently exists out there. <laughs> what? I know. I, I had to look into it. This isn't even part of my research, but I'm going to tell you a real quick, like, side story. So, the haunted Zelta cartridge. So, there's this kid that purchased a video game, or the cartridge, Zelda, from a garage sale. Now, at first, he wasn't going to buy it. He was actually just browsing. And then he looked at it, and he's like, oh, hey. And he look, and he's like, how much is it? And the guy's like, oh, it's free. So A kid used to own it, but I guess I just don't really know what to do with it. You can have it. And he's like, thanks. So he takes it home and he notices notices while he's carrying it that it's getting heavier and heavier or just like heavier than normal. It's not it's not the bell witch where she gets heavier and heavier near fire. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so um, he takes it home and he ends up playing it for hours because it's Zelda. It's fun. Anyway, he starts noticing that the game is not not referring to the character as Link, but to his own name. Okay. And he notices that the character starts staring at the screen, like, back at him, just randomly. Like, they would stand there and just, like, stare at him instead mm-hmm. of interacting with the game. Now, as time passes, he also starts, like, changing himself. He starts become- getting overcome with grief. He's just really, like, depressed or whatever, but he still plays the game anyway. So puberty? Probably. No, he's actually, <laughs> I think he was actually supposed to be a student in college. Oh, maybe late puberty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> late puberty. Maybe. <laughs> um... But anyway, so as time passes, like I said, um, right before he, one day, right before he ends a session, a link bursts into flames in the video game and the words appear on the screen, your turn. Now, at, right after this happens, more strange things start to occur. Okay. Now, he like, for example, he's hearing, I didn't write a lot of this down, but just from memory, he starts hearing strange voices coming down from his dorm hallway. He hears knocking, like he hears like all these, like he feels like he's going crazy. He's just hearing things all the time. So driven mad and thinking this game is obviously effed up. I have to go back to this garage salesperson's house and figure out like, where did this game come from? So he goes back to the house and when he does, he finds out that the house is empty. Weird. So he can't even talk to the person that who supposedly knew the person that owned it. So um, just real quick as the story goes. Eventually, the student disappears, like the kid that was playing the game. Sure. And this entire time, he's like blogging this experience. So you, I think you can probably read it somewhere, like creepy pasta, sure. you know what I mean, kind of situation. Sure. And the last entry is actually from his dorm roommate who says, oh, he's fine. He's in a better place kind of last entry. So it's really creepy. Sounds like a no sleep. It sounds like a no sleep that... A good I wish, one. I wish I wrote. <laughs> no, I, no, it's like, I like it. It's a good one. I also don't believe it for one second. I don't either. But it is a good, fun story. But my point is, is that these, Polybius is not the only standing urban legend or crazy story of a video game. There's another one called... I think De- just making it Zelda really ruined how scary it could be. Because it's Zelda. It's and Zelda. Zelda's a very playful, colorful... Uh, Kind of game. I think maybe it was trying to pick a game that a lot of us knew and really well liked, perhaps, but I'm not sure. Yeah, so there's, like I was going to say, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, ooh, there's another one called Pets Cop or Pets Cop. Not really sure how you say it. It's called, it, it's spelled P-E-T-S-C-O-P. So like pets and then like a cop. 
Anyway. Or pet scop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How could I not know? Um, so the there is actually a YouTube channel called Pet Scop where you follow a person playing this game. And I think that's where the story is unfolds. It's supposed to be like a lot of weird things that happen while he plays a game. Okay. And you can follow him play this game that doesn't exist. But it's supposed to be like this long lost PlayStation game that he only owns. So you can go on YouTube and go on a... Deep, deep hole of conspiracy, if you like. Nice. Yeah. Now, today. What is Polybius today? Well, Polybius is everything I already told you. However, PlayStation actually did release a Polybius game in 2017. Nice. It's very 18... No, 18. <laughs> 1880s inspired. 1980s inspired. <laughs> I was like, seriously, was it like sock puppets and like gear shifted? It was a lot of smoke and lights. Um, yeah. No, no, no. So in the 1980s, he it was very 1980s retro inspired. It looks actually kind of fun. I will say, you know, warning: there is a ton of fucking flashing. Well, there have to be. So if you are well, and I mean, they're totally able because, like you said earlier, the Polybius was supposed to be copyright 1981, but there was no filed copyright. Right. Which. You know, going back to what I said earlier, would suggest it was a company that was flying by night and creating just a few machines, and they weren't going to waste the money registering that copyright. Right, right, right. Like, but, what would have stopped them, really? But yeah. it means it's an open copyright, and it's a name so many people know, so I it's begging for money. Think, it's a genius move. I think it might be copywritten already. And I don't. And I mean, like, even, I, even before PlayStation, so I don't know if they're paying royalties either, so I'm mm. not really sure what's going on here. I think it is actually taken now, because there's, like, a... A company or something. I can't remember during my research what I read, but someone developed something and they said it's like the first copywritten Polybius. But anyway, I went to a lot of weird places on the internet when I was researching it. Like, obviously, when you're going to conspiracy theories, you're just going to find so out a lot of So we really need to get things. some good antivirus on your computer. Stat. You know, girl. All right. Who knows how many viruses I have now? Polybius related. Thanks, Polybius. Actually, it should be considered now like a like an STD. Like, oh, did you get Polybius? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a really bad conspiracy binge, like, deep dive. Oh, man, he's got to do so much laundry because the Polybius <laughs> got him something fierce right now. Man, I got to clean my computer. It's got the Polybius. Who knows? It'll catch on. So, well, I mean, it's a better name than the company. <laughs> what was the company called again? Zenith Lotion, I think. Zenith Lotion? Yeah. Sounds like something you put on so, your skin or else you get the hose again. I try. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be slow. Okay, but, like... It's spelled with an S, but I said Z because it's German. I don't know. Zenith Lotion. That's how I heard it, people say it online. Okay, could be Zenith Lotion. It's, but it's like weird spelling. I have no idea. So I don't know how to say it actually. I mean, it's a made up word. Hold on. Let me, where is <laughs> All it? words are made up. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> what movie was that from? It was amazing. Was it The Office? It might have been The Office. Yeah, it might have been The Office. Yeah. All words are made up. All words are made up. <laughs> it's such a good reply. Gotta go through your files. Oh, yeah. Oh, whoa. So you're saying lotion? Like L O T I N? No, it's like slow. Like Zenislotion. Zenislotion. Or Zenislotion. Wow, that is a weird word. I have no idea how to say it. But I gave it my try. And from what I think I heard what the guy said. So, see, we'll so see. what I heard and what I'm reading, what I'm reading totally looks like something we would see on a road sign when we're walking around Germany. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what this road's called. And it just means cat. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Germany was hard. Um, okay. So like I was going to say, yeah, today, PlayStation, 
there's a game out there now that you guys can play. And I think, if I recall correctly, it does have subliminal messages. Oh, they would have to. They're trying to... And it, but like the messages are like, it reminds a player of the virtues of a nice cup of tea. <laughs> so I'm not. So really- <laughs> it means it was developed by some British people. Well, maybe, but like I think it's really funny, and I am not lying when I say this, but I was watching the video, like the 2017 sure PlayStation version of Polybius, and I'm drinking my tea. And I'm like, this is fine. And I actually finish it and I'm still researching. And then I go back to the video because I want to like know more about it. And I'm not joking. I got a craving for tea. And then I learned later about the subliminal message. So all I'm trying to say, Chase, is watch out because I am easily <laughs> easy, I'm easy to manipulate. So I need to look into <laughs> subliminal messages. And so I can oh, just God. start saying things to you like in the middle of the night. Apparently like, I'm just like. You want nachos. I mean, I don't know. I had a second cup of tea and I never do that. You never do that. Yeah, here we go. Sometimes Thanks, Polybius. Sometimes you don't even finish your first cup of tea. I know, and I did, and I was like thirsty for another one, man. I'm I'm telling you. Maybe there's subliminal messages about drinking, because what's that about? <laughs> isn't being drunk... And beer. <laughs> isn't being drunk just like one big subliminal message? It's just like me. It's myself giving a message every time. That's all it is. All right, so I had seen the documentary a long time ago and I admit I don't think I paid as much attention as I should have but I was intrigued by it mm. um, and I and I've seen a lot of other things too and I kind of my own personal theory was that because I've known enough about companies that were manufacturing their own sometimes people were manufacturing counterfeit machines like they're making their own version of Pac-Man and Galgan they had to make them from scratch right um and they would try to make money by putting them in gas stations or in other arcades and everything like so they paint their own carts some of them would get caught some of them even got hired by the original company because they did such a good job to make new games mm. blah, blah, blah. that i have this theory that there was a company that probably manufactured like 20 polybius machines and they went out there for a short period of time maybe it was a good game maybe it wasn't maybe they got caught maybe the fbi Ooh. found out that they were doing something illegal well, yeah. came in pulled the machines well i mean there was that i mean that did happen quite often and and then they just disappeared and it was forgotten time i do think it's really fun to play with the idea that it was like it. it was like some experiment actually, that's pretty cool i had a ton of fun researching yeah i think it's because i actually learned a lot Whereas a lot of my ghost stories, I'm like, oh, yeah, another EVP or like or this or that. And I and I'm not bored of them or anything, but the contents are new to me or like unheard of. So when I find something very different, it is just something I guess it was more for my benefit, not benefit, but like for me to learn. I didn't know that much about this world. I know now way more about 1980 cabinet arcade games than I probably should. And you never know enough. I guess not. I still don't think I even scratch the surface, to be honest, because people get really really obsessed over it but i don't know i had a lot of fun and the fact that it might have like made people crazy and plus mk ultra has itself an entire catalog of conspiracy theories that are stemming from it so this is probably not the last time i know it's not the last time and we time know that stuff hear does happen and it is real so why is yeah. it that bizarre to go one extra step and be like this video game might have been in the same vein not maybe not the same people obviously but same idea. But it's unique enough. So like, like, do you know what I mean? Like the other game that I talked about where I was saying like, oh, the haunted Zelda cartridge. I mean, it has nothing to do with the government. It's just like haunted. You totally. know, it's like another ghost. But I don't know. It's cool. 
Well, that was a good one. I think so. So I don't know if I'm scared. Because <laughs> I knew everything about it. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I am entertained. I'm just not fearful at the moment. Okay. That's fair. But for those of you who do believe that there's this government conspiracy that was trying to create a video game that manipulated and fucked with the brains of teenagers and kids, that is a scary thought. That is a scary thought. So, I don't know. I think we both need new drinks. Yes. So I need another sparkle and I need another beer. <laughs> so it's time, it's time to refresh your drinks. Everyone get another round of whatever you're drinking, be it... Beer, water, or... Or tea. Or tea. Ooh, or tea. Mm-hmm. I put a subliminal message in here of tea. I'm just kidding. I didn't. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and come right back, because I got a story for you. Yay! Okay, guys. I hope you guys are refreshed, because I think Chase has a story for us today. I've got a great story for you guys. Yay! So... As if you didn't know, it's time for an end of episode encounter, 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 encounter. I had to join in on that one. All right, so I just discovered this little phenomena today. Just today. I had no idea what it was. And there were so many times I should have found out about it, but I didn't. All right. It's one of those things that normally I would dismiss as just being like a total fabrication or bullshit or that it was something super easily explainable. Yet, as I kept reading about it, I got way more intrigued by it. Nice. So tell me, guys, and Lily specifically, but like everyone <laughs> listening, have you ever heard of angel hair? Angel hair? Yeah. Like and, the spaghetti? See, and I'm not talking about the spaghetti. I knew you were going there. I knew because that was my first thought when I read it. I'm like, you mean angel hair spaghetti? Which, any of you guys who don't know what angel hair spaghetti is, it's spaghetti, but worse. Like, I, don't, I love spaghetti. I'm not... I'm not fond of it they're like super thin spaghetti strands and it's a worse texture it's a worse way to eat it and i swear it's probably just in my mind every time i eat angel hair spaghetti it like it's like the pasta tastes worse too i don't know i figured it was all made out of the same stuff but maybe they make it everything but anyway angel no but not angel hair spaghetti i'm talking about the angel hair phenomena okay i'm talking about the spider web like stuff that appears suddenly in the sky. Okay. And lands and falls on plants, other objects, and everything. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right? <laughs> I've never heard of this. Now, I've never seen it in person before. Where has this occurred? All over the planet. Okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> so, I hadn't heard about it. And even the Wikipedia page, because there aren't that like many pictures that exist of it, the Wikipedia page doesn't even have a picture. They have a picture of something else. They say, this is kind of what people describe. Like a rendition or like a... It, re- it's literally whatever. a spider web they put a picture of. Oh, okay. Like over a plant. All right. So I hadn't heard about it, but it would be really easy for a lot of people if they just see one or two of these to dismiss it as spider webs. Right. But it's possibly not. All right. So... I had some questions, particularly, what the hell are we specifically talking about? Because I just heard, like, spiderweb-like things. So I'm just going to okay. read the Wikipedia uh. definition because it's just out there. So okay, let's, let's do it. Quote, angel hair or silicious cotton is a sticky, fibrous substance reported in connection with UFO sightings or manifestations of the Virgin Mary. Oh, <laughs> that took a weird turn. Right? 
It has been described as being like a cobweb or a jelly. Ew. End quote. All right, so first off, let's hit the first word. Did you say salacious? Salacious. Oh. Yeah, I said, so first part, let's talk about this word, because I didn't know what it meant. So salacious means it contains silica. Ah. All right. Let's also talk about the Virgin Mary for a second. (laughs) Because why not? We're actually going to get to a story later that kind of explains why maybe it has to do with it, because this is a weird phenomena. If you explain it with the Virgin Mary appearing, I'm just going to be... Really excited. No, no, there's <laughs> no kidding. stories in which the Virgin Mary appears. Okay, okay. But it is something. It is it is an occurrence that people have seen, obviously, in Europe and, and other things, okay. where it has been associated with being appearances of the Virgin Mary. Whereas now, no one says that. Everyone says UFOs. Or scientists don't, obviously. Okay, sure. All right. So, jelly. They said it was a cobweb, but jelly. Now, I've touched cobwebs and spiderwebs. They ain't like jelly at all. They no. feel like, well, they feel like a thread from Sticky. like a sewing machine yeah. that you're, it's kind of tactile. And if you rub it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of bumpy actually. Yeah. I know it's supposed to be like silky and smooth, but it's, it's not that smooth. I truly don't think I've ever tried feeling it in my hands immediately after it gets on my body. I'm like, one, already in a different dimension because I'm freaking out, but like I'm trying to pull it off me. Well, so I, I, I guess you have, I mean, I don't know. So we, I, the time I really played with it is we once had a spider in my parents' kitchen and we didn't notice it. Like we had gone to bed. Mm. This is when I was like a teenager. <gasps> I remember the story. Yeah. And when we woke up, we went to the kitchen. All of a sudden I just see a spider and it looks like it's just hanging from the ceiling in the kitchen, mm-hmm. but when you changed your angle, you saw it had built overnight a giant web that I'm going to say was, what would you say? It was like two feet across, a foot and a half across. Uh, two feet, yeah. And it was a gorgeous web. It was like, it was like the kind people draw, you're like, webs don't look like that. They're a lot sloppier. It was a perfect web. And this spider was huge and bright and orange. And I even took a picture and we had to kill the spider because it was a bit aggro. Um, <laughs> it's in my space but this web was like right and we had to get rid of it and at this point I was like well the spider's dead and man did I want to play with that web to find out like I want to see how strong they were and everything I mean I, I've been a Spider-Man fan since I was a kid spiders are cool so I, I you know I was feeling with that I was trying to see how strong it was and everything and holy cow did it feel completely different than I thought like cobwebs mm. that you see it's a completely different I mean thing. I felt cobwebs yeah, yeah they're not they're nothing choice. Yeah. yeah so jelly it's nothing like any spy web I've seen. It allegedly looks kind of like fine, silky hair, hence the name hair in angel's hair, mm. but not exactly like a spider's web either. So that's why it's called hair. But why is it angel's hair? Well, apparently most of the recorded occurrences of angel's hair was it being witnessed as falling from the sky, kind of like snowflakes. Ew. That's right. Weird cotton spiderweb things Hair. falling from the sky. Now I do know, like, don't baby spiders kind of like? Fly and we're out we're of actually going to go to that. That's actually they, like, a major thing to talk about. A little thing so they can fly away. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna. That's actually from a huge nest. thing we're going to talk about. Cool. Okay. But before we get there, this is one of the weird parts. So these things would fall and hit the ground, but then they would dissolve shortly after. Ah, that's not... I couldn't get a good estimate on exactly what they meant by quickly. Did they mean a few minutes, a few hours, because the disparity changes how crazy or not crazy it is. Mm. But the more I researched it, I found out 
there's a range. Okay. One instance in Melbourne, Australia, or Melbourne, rather, mentioned that a captured piece of the silk dissolved completely within one hour. But one thing we know is that spider webs in general don't degrade quickly. They so, take a while. Quick question, just for like my visualization. Is it always through a, a section of land? Is it like a tree that gets attacked? Like what? What am I looking at here? It's everywhere. And I'm going to get to that too. There's okay. a huge occurrence of it. Because right now I'm just thinking like a tiny little... It's landed pedal. on It's landed on people. It's landed on the ground. It's landed on trees. So um, spiderwebs often stick around for an exceptionally long period of time. Even though there's variety in the kinds of silk that different spiders produce, it's a very strong material. They're sort of protein fiber with beta sheet crystal fibrils in it. I mean, they're designed to okay, so st- stick around. They've tested them have samples no that that this is we're talking about spider webs oh i was like what the hell okay gotcha. i mean and there's a reason you can see spider webs that have been long abandoned sitting there and they've sometimes been there for months if not mm-hmm. years like they stick around yeah they are very strong the most known and most witness occurrence took place in aleron france in 1952 hmm. mass amounts of people witnessed angel hair falling from the sky the weather was described as nearly cloudless. Most of this angel hair was described as being like snowflakes in terms of its size. So you have a mostly oh, clear okay. sky and it's just kind of coming through everywhere. Mm-hmm. Two years later in Venice, two guys, Gennaro Lucetti and Pedro Lestrucci, allegedly witnessed what they described as, quote, shiny spindles, end quote, that sped across the sky. And in their wake was a trail of angel hair that fell to the earth. Wow. In 1961, at Mount Hale Station in Western Australia, 12 round flying objects were seen in the sky. They left behind a trail of white, quote, streamers, end quote, that allegedly crumbled and dissolved when they were picked up or landed on people. Ew. Streamers means, would suggest long, ropey-like things. But I want to go to my favorite reported occurrence of angel hair. Do you remember like seven or so episodes ago? I talked about a bizarre. <laughs> I talked about a bizarre sky spectacle that occurred above Nuremberg back <gasps> yes. in the old fifteen sixty one. What's up, fifteen sixty one? Yeah, all those weird lights, colors, moving shapes in the sky, all that fun stuff. Yeah, well, apparently they also witness angel hair following the occurrence. Oh my god. Did you even talk about it that time? No, I didn't. I didn't think so. I'm assuming it's moments like these with their much more devout Christian beliefs that helped establish the relationship between angel hair and sightings of the Virgin Mary as being a religious experience. Mm. Because if you remember, that occurrence was being tied as being a very Christian religious experience. They weren't saying aliens. I don't know why my research in the Nuremberg occurrence didn't turn up this fun little fact. But anyway... I'd like to take credit for deeply intertwined narrative between all of my stories, but it's not there. I'm not that smart. So let's talk about some theories and explanations about this because there are so many occurrences of this. It's ridiculous. Like, how have I never heard of this? Because it happens all the time. And so many of them are in the 20th century. It is guaranteed that at least some of them are caused by spiders. Plenty of spiders, Mm -hmm. such as the... Linifidae, if I'm pronouncing right, Linifidae, are documented as creating little web balloons and flying away. And I'm pretty sure that is what happened at the end of the Charlotte's Web cartoon. 
Oh my I god, it did! Yeah. I just remember all like the babies kind of like flying like, away. Bye. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell? Sometimes these spiders do it in mass as well. Large groups of them do it at a single time. Mm-hmm. It would explain plenty of the reported incidents that all they were witnessing was lots of these spiders floating through the sky. Yeah. The species, this species of spider and this family is known for being poorly researched and badly documented compared to many other species of spiders. It's not because there's not interest. There just isn't as much information as in a lot of others, which could help explain how the little we know about the reproductive cycles and movement cycles of these spiders was not obviously used as the explanation during a lot of these Mm -hmm. reported incidents. I mean, at the time, a lot of people didn't even know spiders could do this or whatnot. So... If you just think, a lot of these could be spiders just floating through. It should be noted, though, during a lot of these instances, no spiders were ever reported, like when they landed on people or right. they found. So, yeah. so the spiders could be really small. I was going to say, the, have you ever seen baby spiders? They're teeny yeah. tiny and translucent. Well, the ones I've seen. So, some of the sightings of the alleged angel hair in Australia and New Zealand have resulted in analyses that did, in fact, identify them as spider webs. Either tests were done on the substance providing it, proving that it was a spider web, or they were found in conjunction with one of the many spiders involved. Mm. Like, they when they found them, they actually found spiders on them. There were actually quite a few of these moments in which they were able to find out and say, like, yes, we know these are spiders, these are spiders. So there were occurrences where, at this point now, enough of it happened in Australia and the New Zealand area that... Scientists are very happy to say all of the occurrences in those areas were spiders. Yeah. So we can interpret this as either these cases in which they were able to prove that they were spiders weren't actually angel hair and they were just spider webs. Or we can assume that all of them were spiders. Okay. At all times. And that angel hair is nothing but spiders. However. I mean, that's just kind of scary in its own right. A little bit. You're spiders flying through the sky, right? (laughs) However, it should be stated that all of these sightings may not have been equal because there's so many differences and disparities in all the sightings. Mm. They don't always agree with each other. One of the alleged sightings described the unknown substance as dry and oily, not sticky, and that the strands were 30 feet long, not <gasps> little not little balloons. Or like snowflakes. It sounds like a completely different thing altogether. That doesn't sound like a lot of the other instances we were hearing. Some of the stories describe rapid dissolving, and others suggest it took some time. An analysis in 1999 in Esperance, Western Australia, describes a very different story. Many people reported massive amounts of this wall of this white filament falling from the sky for over five hours. <gasps> it was described as thick and hanging off of everything. That's power lines, trees, really everything. And here's the kicker. The area in which it fell, because there were a lot of people who saw this, covered 10,000 square kilometers. (gasps) Wow. Let's stop for a second. Do you think we have 10,000 square kilometers of spiders that all of a sudden decided that they're going to go flying? My God, I hope not. I sure as fuck don't. But if it was going to happen anywhere, it would be Australia. I mean, I was going to (laughs) say. A local resident, Marilyn Burnett, actually took samples of this from this moment. Awesome. And ran them through a spectrograph and electron microscope. So it didn't dissolve or whatever. Uh, didn't right really, away, yeah. apparently. 
Because once again, remember, some of them they said they dissolved within an hour. Some say instantly. She may have taken the sample really well, and it she was touching with her hands. Maybe that affected right. it. Oh, true. She detected copper, aluminum, zinc, <gasps> iron, sodium, Metal. manganese, silicon, and other minerals. This makeup is not synonymous with spiderwebs. So, I mean, s- s- spiderwebs do have some, you know, minerals and other stuff in them, but... All of this stuff together, this is not what spiderwebs in general are made out of that we know right. of. Right, okay. So we can, like, well, that we know of, like you said. So right there, we have this moment where it's obviously seems to not be a spiderweb. Mm-hmm. So this could be an outlier. It could be that some of them were spiderwebs, some of them weren't. Maybe one is actually angel hair and the spiders are different and they look similar. Maybe people because there aren't any like good photos of this people see one thing they think it's another but it's not i mean there's so many questions here so one of the issues if we just say what if they were spider webs and you know her chemical analysis doesn't matter we still have to talk about it dissolving spider webs in general don't dissolve but once again a 1982 case in windvale not only confirmed that the presence of spiders in the material Mm -hmm. but that the web did actually dissolve and dissolved rapidly Oh, okay. Oh, but is it like depending on a situation? Possibly. Like a spider wants to weave a web. A weave a web? That's how you say it, right? Yeah, they weave webs. Yeah. Weave webs. Um, yeah, spin a like web as well. Spin web. I think that's what I was trying to say. But yeah. um, they can make a strong one. But if it's like an attack or something like else, does it react differently? Exactly. I don't know. So we're talking about the whole what do we know about these spiders thing. So this already proved that we had spider webs and they did dissolve. And so we're already dealing with another formula or formation of spider webs. All right. So once again, we have another thing suggesting these could actually just be spiders. And maybe we had a giant migration of 10,000 square kilometers. Every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. And most of these were occurring throughout the 20th century. And we're talking like a lot of them heavily in the 50s, 60s, and 80s. But the 30, what would you say, 30 feet wide or 30? 30 foot long spindles. 30 foot long. Okay. That's a weird one. That's a really disgusting notion if it's like spiders yeah help me so when it comes to the science there's some back and forth there's things that support it there's things that bring questions there's disagreements but the part that i think is most interesting that the science right now it's it's hard to use science to explain this because it's still just a weird thing it's hard to put into so aside from the sample that that one woman took mm-hmm. and it was like minerals or whatever mm-hmm. is there anything else like when was that do you remember what you said I think it was an 80... No, that's not 82. Uh, it was in 99. 99. Okay, so we had, like, technology for sure to, like, decipher already. Yeah. And and break down information. But, like, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to ask is that if it is from the sky, and assuming, like, if aliens were even a consideration, there was nothing, like, radioactive about it or, like, anything strange that could be... Unknown, unknown or there like, was nothing like, in what i read that suggested that but at the same time it also just dissolved and dissipated so so what, her sample also dissolved eventually it was not mentioned in the oh, story okay. she well, she probably. was just mentioned that she took a sample okay um yeah and this is not to say that it could have been contaminated because if it landed on soil there's a lot of minerals in there that like you know if she picked yeah. it up i don't know i guess i'm just trying to because these instances there's so many of them but when i though 
I was reading about a lot of these instances and they were mostly just a couple paragraphs long. Um, they weren't super in depth or in detail. So, you know, I sure, didn't sure. have the ability to ask these questions or read about I mean, about them. most of my stories are the same. No, so exactly. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. I um, get it. So we have science to and fro, but one of the big things that I think makes everything really tricky is that how often these occurrences happen in conjunction with UFO sightings. Oh, okay. So as we as I was talking earlier, you know, the people in Venice. 1561, they, right? Well, yeah, but that's the big one, and that's yeah. the weirdest one. But we'll get to that one in a second. So the people in Venice, they saw two UFOs, and then they saw angel hair falling afterwards. And then we had the people in Australia that saw, like, was it 12 objects in Something the sky? Like and that, then angel yeah. hair. And you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe they just saw it. Angel hair, big pieces of angel hair in the sky, and like, oh, that's they, I saw something that was a spaceship, but it was just angel hair Maybe. or whatever. But the Nuremberg story is the one that's most interesting because this is before people were talking about UFOs. Mm-hmm. That's why that story was so interesting on its own. Is all of a sudden because you have they this, interpret it with their like religion exactly. ideologies. Yeah, you have this really bizarre occurrence that sounds like something fucking crazy happened. And then you have the angel hair, which makes it super interesting. So why, if it's just spiders, do they keep happening around UFO sightings? (laughs) Maybe they like freak out too and they're like just spewing out. Right? I don't know. You could argue that maybe, like I said earlier, that maybe there's just giant globs of it way high in the sky and people are misinterpreting it as UFOs. But Uh, I don't know. know. Maybe. (laughs) So... Another scientific-based explanation before we go talking about UFOs again Mm -hmm. comes from Portugal in 1959. This explanation doesn't think it's spiders. In fact, they think it's another organism altogether, which would explain why we're not finding spiders on it. It was described as a single-cell organism producing this material, which would explain why it's not spider web, why it can dissolve, and why you're not finding spiders. So thinking Mm -hmm. it's some weird organism that we haven't documented, and maybe it has a really weird reproduction routine so cycle we're just getting skeeted on well no i'm I, you don't know what that is maybe it's how this this uh. single cell organism brings itself and populates itself throughout earth and we just don't know what it is yet sure once again there isn't too much information on that theory <laughs> and some scientists have suggested that it's actually just super polarized dust particles in the sky that have become attracted to one another and form these long strands and groups and masses of essentially dust mm. And it would suggest that once it contacted something like somebody's skin, its charge would rapidly change and it would essentially disintegrate. It's hard to say because when people say it dissolves, you kind of know what disintegration and dissolving, they look different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But (laughs) people are saying they're not leaving a residue or anything. So it's hard to say. And I think if you have chains of dust together and then they break apart, you think you'd still see residue of dust or dust remnants. Maybe. Maybe. It's, It's hard to say, but... Essentially, that's what some people think, that maybe it's just charged dust particles and maybe something's happening in the atmosphere. We all know about weird atmospheric occurrences. Um, they're just causing these things to group at massive things. And that would explain the Nuremberg one if there was crazy stuff like like we we're talking about uh, solar ejections, mass coronal ejections that were hitting the Earth. It would have changed. Or like the, the we call them the, we were talking about the last time, the Brown Mountains. With like the ball lightning, ball lightning and everything. Yeah, I mean, but I was that, like, maybe yeah, that's so, what they were trying to explain it with in the brown mountains. But ball lightnings have occurred other places. Ooh, have ball lightnings ever 
emanated any kind of these uh, spindly things? Did you ever look into that? Nothing. I mean, or did I didn't anything look pop into up? it. Nothing mentioned that. I assumed it wouldn't, but I'm just asking. But yeah. if we go back to Nuremberg and we assume it was what they were witnessing was weird atmospheric events caused by a mass coronal ejection from the sun, um, it would explain a highly massive charge of energy in the sky. Okay. And this could have caused dust in the air because they talked about how the air uh, and everything was hard to see and the sun looked really big and everything, meaning there could have been a lot of dust in the air. It would have caused all this weird stuff to fall. It actually goes in line with that. that there might have just been an atmospheric event and that's what people are seeing. There wouldn't be spiders. It mm. would dissipate once it reaches different charges. It's actually a pretty interesting theory. And I don't think it's quacky or bonkers and it doesn't sound like some guy just I mean, just it saying, just sounds crazy though in its own, like... But not understanding, I guess, is what is making is making it crazy. No, exactly. But at the same time, it's not like them saying, "Oh, you saw flying saucer in the sky." What you actually saw was Venus and swamp gas. No, this this one is like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. They're talking about like we know for a fact that the atmosphere gets charged with stuff. I mean, this is what a lightning is and everything like this. Yeah. I was like, so we know this stuff is this isn't out of the realm of explanation, and it would be so rare that this is why we're seeing it. Mm-hmm. So rarely. So now we get to take a moment to talk about UFOs. My fave. I got my UFO earrings on, so I'm ready. Perfect. (laughs) So apparently there is a recognized religion in France based on UFOs. Is it Scientology? No. uh, That's... uh, I mean, they believe in aliens, but I don't think they believe in the UFOs. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't think no, but I don't think they believe in I those mean, UFO sightings as being representations of oh of their their particular beliefs. Okay, I see. Um, it's called, if I pronounce it correctly, realism, not realism, but realism. R A E with two dots, L I S M. Realism. Yeah, believers have suggested that instances of angel hair are a result of ionized air. Mm. sleeting off of an electromagnetic field that would be around a UFO. Ah, yes. So their idea... Oh, I see what you're saying. So they're essentially saying that this is remnants, this is what happens as UFOs travel. Maybe this is them popping into our atmosphere and disappearing and using their weird technology, but essentially it's their exhaust fumes Mm -hmm. and they disappear and they're non-threatening and they're a little bit weird and everything and sometimes they last longer than others but essentially we're leaving behind the oil stains and the sure it's just like our exhaust fumes yeah that's that's essentially what it is it's it's a fun idea ours are toxic the only thing this explains is why it's occurring after ufos that's the only thing it occurs okay yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's the only thing it explains it explains nothing else they have no way to prove this but they're lucky because the fact that it dissolves and apparently leaves no trace or the few times it's been analyzed uh, when it isn't obviously spiders because the spider's on it, it it's like these this weird material that wouldn't have, wouldn't be in spider webs. Mm-hmm. So they can cleverly say, well, whenever they've detected spiders, it's because those are actually spiders floating around and that's right. not angel hair and that angel hair is a uniquely different thing. And when it's uniquely different, it's UFO exhaust fumes. For sure. So that seems to be the big one. And a lot of people in that particular religion, this is like what they believe. I like it. All right. It's no weirder than the Virgin Mary appearing after a web It is no weirder. So now we get to the chase theory. Okay. (laughs) As you do a little dance. All right. 
It honestly could just be spiders. I, I, but, but maybe, wait, but wait, but I don't know. So the fact that we've seen some instances where with spiders, no one can deny the fact that without question, some of these occurrences are spider webs. Yeah. Now, because I haven't been able to see one that was spider webs and seen occurrence that wasn't spider webs, I haven't seen either occurrence, but like I can't see both to compare them. When was the last one to be recorded? Do you know? Oh, I, th- I think the one I read about well, one that was invented. in like 2012. Yeah. Well, we had 1999 cameras existed. Well, I know, but I mean like accessible all the time, like anyone. There were plenty. Cameras existed for. So no one took a damn picture? No. Not a good all, one. All I'm saying is if it's like a snowfall, you have time. So, because I wasn't able to witness both kinds, the spider ones and the ones that people claim aren't spiders, I can't relate them and be like, oh, you're, you're seeing completely different things. Yeah. Or are they the same things? It's like, there's no way for me to compare the phenomena. Um, it, it's hard to say, but we do need to accept that we are learning about new spiders and discovering new species of insects all the time. Yeah. And this is a very unresearched and un under-researched. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's an under-researched kind of spider with uh, a spider family that has mm-hmm. this kind of activity that we don't know. So maybe it is producing a weird kind of web that dissolves. Maybe that's kind of its thing. Maybe they fly in the sky and as it dissolves, it allows them to fall and disperse in other places instead of being carried way too high where the spider could die. Who knows? And and maybe it's a different insect. Maybe it's not a spider. Maybe it's another insect altogether that we don't know. And it's and so comforting because we don't know it. We don't know what its mating cycle is. We don't know what its movement cycle is. That maybe this is something that only occurs every like twelve years. And there's a couple different generations that are offset. And that's why we see it. I mean, there were so many occurrences in the fifties and sixties. That seemed to be the heaviest time. And a lot, a lot of them were in Australia. And so I'm like, okay, so what if we're Ooh. just seeing really weird occurrences of this and then we'll see I it again think in the future? Now, I'm probably just saying Australia because it's like the obvious choice. Obviously. But I remember seeing images of, I can't remember if it's a season or like during a season and it happens every, either every year or every once in a while, but like parks become completely webbed. Because oh, yeah. They, yeah. Well, yeah. some of them are a worm, actually. Worm. Too. It's a worm. Yeah. That's right. And, and I couldn't remember t- if it was a spider or a worm. And I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm thinking of the right one, they're the ones that you can't touch because it's Oh, like yeah. Because they not just touch, but I think they actually uh, fling their damn stingers at you, uh-huh. too, as an attack and, or a defense mechanism. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I've seen that. So, I mean, there's weird shit. And maybe this is just some of that weird shit. <laughs> So. I know that sounds weird, but maybe yeah. it is just some weird shit. And there's a part of me that if we were able to prove somehow that they were always spiders, you know, without discrepancy or or some sort of insect, I think I would easily be able to accept it and believe it. I would However, be able I to currently bet. don't. I don't either. I don't think they're... Well, <coughs> if it is insects, I'm just trying to do everything I can to believe it's not because the fact that an insect can just attack me with their spindly things at any moment is... Truly the terrifying thing of this entire story. Like, But we're talking about paratrooper spiders who are trying to get wherever they want to go. <laughs> get away from... I don't want to touch you. But f- uh, but yeah, I guess, I guess like what I'm trying to say is that's terrifying, but I do think there's something else going on. Perhaps. Perhaps. Especially with the sightings of the UFO. Well, What's it, going it, on it here? gets really hard to test these theories because, you know, the webs, at least in question, the ones that get trickier, the ones that dissolve right away. And mm-hmm. so it's really hard to do them. But... Like you said, I think the fact that they keep happening in relation to UFO sightings makes this fucking weird. It's so weird. And the 1500s one story is the one that I find the most interesting. 
maybe the UFOs and these happening are just coincidences. Maybe the aliens... That's a hell of a coincidence. Maybe the aliens are coming back because eventually humans die out and they're from the future and these flying spiders become the dominant form. That's of, what they're really looking for. They're like, oh, look at their... They're, uh, they're looking, like yeah, they're birth. looking at the prehistory of the people who are going to eventually rule the <laughs> earth. Um, Maybe. I I mean, that's fine. And so have someone else, let then, someone else have a shot. But then there's the other thing. What if they are all spiders? And the fact is people see UFOs all the time that, of course, when one of these occurrences of spiders happen, you are obviously going to have someone seeing UFOs because... Are they not the same people? Not always. Oh. So a lot, some of these occurrences, like the dudes in Venice and whatnot... They totally saw them both happen. But in ah. other occurrences, like uh, the the day where it was over like 10,000 square kilometers and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah, The people who saw that are different because people in in a nearby county or whatnot are the ones who saw UFOs. But that would have been... You're right. Uh, the distance. But they know, didn't see the been. angel hair. Oh. And so we're dealing with a situation where um, it could be... Sl- I mean... We're talking about a lot of coincidences, but once again, people see UFOs all the damn time. So, see something weird and someone else sees a UFO, it'd be easy to say, oh, they happen at the same time, but at the same time, people are seeing UFOs all the sure. time. Yeah. All right. I mean, not all the time. Well, but, I guess enough for you to have stories every time. But that doesn't <laughs> account for 500 years ago because people weren't seeing UFOs all the time. Exactly. And that was allegedly when they saw angel hair. And it wasn't even the first occurrence because they knew what it was. Yeah. And so this, you know, whatever it is, I mean, obviously insects would have been already before us. But, like, that's pretty interesting. Like, whatever is happening, if it is an insect, who knows? But I doubt it. It sounds like something in the sky. It is angel hair. It's just angels. Ah, It's their dandruff. It's fine. So the chase theory bottom line, some of them are definitely spiders. Possibly all of them spiders. But possibly UFO skeet skeet. <laughs> Gross. So this one I think is super intriguing because there's just enough stuff going on that I can't for sure say a definitive answer. Well, nothing The only definitive is. thing is we know some of them are spiders and that's all we can go with right now. Well, we know because that happens with spiders, but not like to that magnitude. Yeah. So Charlotte's Web or E.T.? Who knows? Maybe both. Maybe a little bit of both. Oh, alien spiders. Yeah, so I uh, actually... um, (laughs) What? While I was in Europe, I read a book on my Kindle. Oh, yeah. I can tell you about um, that. Called Children of Time. Incredible book. If you guys like hard science fiction, um, and it's hard sci-fi, we're not talking like Star Wars, space opera. We're talking like they go into the science and stuff can get pretty deep and it's complex and it's like the lord of the rings war yeah i would say it's like that science uh it's essentially about humans in the future uh have decided they're going to try to recreate humanity uh through crazy experiments by introducing monkeys and trying to accelerate their evolutionary process so they can like witness it uh the experiment goes kind of awry all the monkeys they were going to put on this planet that they had terraformed died in, in the beginning stage of the experiment but the chemical that was supposed to accelerate uh evolution <laughs> you've already lost me. was still there and it latched on to a different creature it latched on to spiders uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah you told me about that and then humanity had this huge civil war most of them killed themselves off and there were a few uh, arc ships that got launched out and this is we're talking centuries millennia later that 
they run into this planet that their mm. ancestor humans have created that are now overrun with giant, intelligent, society-created spiders. And these humans on the Ark ship, they need a planet because the ship is dying. And yeah. this planet has been terraformed perfectly to be great for spiders. human life. Like oh, Earth. Right, it's like right. Earth. But these spiders are already on it. Sweet. And so, essentially, yeah, it's Wait, alien spiders. Did classic humans just decide to be like... I discovered this. Goodbye. <laughs> well, they they think they think it belongs to them, so they want to take it over. Sure. It's the plot's infinitely more complicated. There's other stuff. There's another villain. There's like supercomputers and and even a surviving human from back then. And this this whole story takes place over hundreds of years because oh, okay. the main character you follow, you go through it his whole time, but he keeps getting put in hypersleep and being woken up and Convenient. being put in. <laughs> He's just so, no, so so every chapter is like him waking Cookie up drama. and like every chapter is like him waking up but like a hundred years has passed and oh. all this crazy stuff has been happening and you're also seeing every other chapter is telling what's happening on the spider planet you, you're being told from the point of view of the spider characters it's an incredibly good book but fuck is it complicated and long but anyway yeah alien spiders you'll probably have to cut that, this whole thing because it was so long it was worthless. so bizarre it yeah. went everywhere but I liked it. Anyway, I just want to say. So, um, right now, we don't know if we have crazy airborne spiders or UFO residue. So, that is the end of episode Encounter. Encounter, encounter, encounter. Woo! I loved it. That was a really good one. That story really kind of freaked me out on a lot of levels. I'm feeling very itchy all of a sudden. And for how often this <laughs> happened, how have we not heard of it before? Yeah, that is so weird. It was a shocker to me. I'm like nothing of this story. Right? But I like it because I'm so intrigued. I, I might have to do a little bit of research myself. Not because I don't think you gave me good information. I just think that I'm sure there's more to it. Sure, sure. Just like my Polybius story. If you guys think I gave you everything, you are dead wrong because there is so much to it already. Like, there's so much more to it. I bet one's going to show up at some point, like, in just some random warehouse. And the guy who runs the warehouse is like, oh, yeah, I remember that game. He's like, yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got bored by... Yeah, I'd rather just play Pong, but yeah. Wow, that must have been a really boring Polybius game. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hopefully that'll show up. So today we had a mysterious haunted ring-style video game, or Ta-da. possibly government-controlled. Oh, maybe Soviet-created. Soviet. You, It's either CIA, KGB. It's got to be a three-letter conspiracy theory government that is overtaking this machine and i don't know about you guys but anytime they say the kgb it just sounds more interesting so i'm, I'm like let's do that <laughs> we'll just say kgb yeah because i mean the cia nah, whatever um so <laughs> small potatoes yeah so crazy video game that may or not may or may not have existed mm. and then we have giant floating jelly-like spider webs that what? may or may not be ufo residue or a giant wave of spiders we don't know very much about. So I love how my options are possible hazardous UFO emissions mm-hmm. or spider butt stuff. And I'm not intrigued. Spider butt stuff. Let's go with that. <laughs> That'll be the title of the episode. Spider maybe. butt stuff. <laughs> That's so gross. Oh, maybe my title can be uh, Uncle Pooh and B- Spider Butt Stuff. <laughs> Uncle Pooh and Spider Butt Stuff. Man, that sounds like the grossest fan fiction <laughs> I've ever heard of. Don't worry, that's not going to be the title. Yeah. Oh my God, but no. Okay, 
That was a really good story. Thank you, Jace. <laughs> so thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, thank you. We hope you'll tune in next week. We have new episodes every Saturday. We're streaming on all the sites that you can uh, imagine. And if we're missing one, you just got to let us know. You can contact us at hotwpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And I really hope to hear more recommendations. And in fact, I do have one right now that I got from a friend. What's up, Chrissy? And I plan to do it probably next episode. I just couldn't do it this one because I was already so deep in Polybius. You were in the zone. I was all, I was too invested. I've gone too far. I couldn't go back. So we got something to look forward to. And it, I'm pretty excited. About it. I don't even know yeah. what the suggestion is. She doesn't tell me because... I never tell you what she, the episode is. She's trying to surprise me. So... <laughs> Uh, make sure to tune in uh, yes. for those all future episodes that we're going to do and we hope you continue drinking because we know we will too absolutely and if you're not drinking you're listening to this when you're hungover don't worry that's the perfect time to listen to us because the best cure for a hangover is fear bye see ya